beast like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dale Lippin and Trey Van Buskirk. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy Dale Lippin in here with none other than, man, it feels so good to see a familiar face on the other side of the screen. Trey Van Buskirk, what's going on, man? It is Tuesday night. We got a triple title fight this weekend, and there's no place I'd rather be than sitting here chopping it up with you, talking about fights, man. How are you? Don't talk to me like I'm I'm less than you. you you're, you're like that guy that comes back to the old high school bar and says, "Oh, Trey, you look you look well. You've done well. You coming off one of the biggest podcast shows on the planet, Anakin nah. Florian podcast, and then you come back to me." I'm surprised you showed up. I'm surprised you showed up. Bro, I there is no I told you this before. There is no podcast I would rather be on than ours. I okay. love this thing, man. This is my baby. Okay. Well, I will okay. breastfeed this thing till it's a hundred years old, bro. There is no I love this show, man. This is my favorite thing that I do. Uh, I love I, it. I, I missed your teat, dude. So thanks for bringing it back. Hey, man, these nips aren't going anywhere, bro. You can have one whenever <laughs> you want. Whenever right. you want. So listen, man. Yeah, let's talk about it for a split second. Um, did a little guest spot on Anik's show. Uh, it, you know, I thought it went well. You thought it went well. It was uh, it was a good time, man. It was a good time. Their production value is, or not value, but what they do is, it's a little bit different than what we do. Uh, obviously, with us being a live show, things are a little bit different. There's a lot more structured. And you kind of got to see, dude, I'll tell you right now, it was like two beasts to John Anik. There was like the chop it up, have fun, laugh side. And then like whenever they would do something business, he like went like, like just focused in on it. It was really, really kind of, it was cool, but also kind of scary at the same time. Got kind of one of those like dad vibes, like cool dad. But then when he wants to lay down the whip, he lays it down. It just, he has a game face. Like he's got a game face. Like, well, I'm, I'm working. You know what I mean? Like he was bringing it. I'm going to be honest though. I feel like maybe he was jealous of your face, dude. No. He brought on the mustache. You had the voluptuous beard going. I saw. I saw jealousy behind those eyes. Bro, my mustache is getting so long. Look at this thing. That's a Wizard of Oz stash. Oh, bro, it's so. I should wax it out for a show. What do you think? We need to get Tombstone Taylor back on the show. Dude, what, we'll do a little... What's up with Taylor, bro? What, 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 come on, man. Him and I need to tie mustache hairs together and, and pull and see who see who <laughs> flinches first. That dude. That's what mustachio we're, men, dude. That's, that's what, what we're gonna do. We're gonna, we're gonna get Taylor on. We're gonna tie our mustaches together and pull our heads back. And whoever whoever flinches first or taps out loses for sure. That's a, absolutely yeah. what we're gonna do. You 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 yeah. Um. So yeah, dude. We got a triple title fight this weekend. Did the Anakin Florian spot? Appreciate that. Uh, we've got until if you're watching live now. Obviously, I want you to keep watching. But between now and the end of the show. Tonight, which is one of the perks of listening to the live show, those of you that just partake in the, the audio, uh, between now and then, the post that they put up today, first of all, could they have picked a better thumbnail than me drinking a beer? No, no. Dude, it was perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So go to, go on their page, their Instagram page, find that, comment on that picture. Thanks for having Punchlist on or whatever. I don't care what you put. Just make it so we know it's you. Um, and then I'm going to add your name. I've got the wheel already up. I've got, I think 11 names on it right now. And, um, we're going to do a beer money giveaway. So this is like the statistically, this is one of your best chances to win something on the show will be this tonight. So go and leave a comment. Um, but 
if you're going to do that after the show, I want you to do something else. I want you to stay classy meats and I want you to just look at it. I don't even want you to order anything. I just want you to go and look and see what they offer because we, we talk about them all the time. They support the show unwaveringly. Just go look at the website. Give them the click. Give them the website traffic. Oh, we had 38 more visitors or we had 158 more visitors last night at 12 o'clock. I wonder why. It's because you went and clicked. Just go and look. If they don't have anything for you, that's fine. I can't do anything about that. But if you do go and you do see something you like, use promo code FIST, save 10% on the entire thing. But just go, give them the click. Just give them a little click. Just just a click. A little click to pick. That's, it. that's all you got to do. Don't steal their stuff now. <laughs> don't steal their stuff. All right. Well, one thing I want to steal, Dale, is what you wore on the Anakin Florian oh, podcast. Do my and, underwear? Well, you promised the listeners that you were going to go in there looking like a NASCAR billboard. And that's what exactly what you did. 100% did. I sold out for everything. All of our people I sold out for. Yeah, but it wasn't like a horrible sellout because it was a sick shirt. Dude, you were rocking the Tombstone Taylor walkout shirt where mm-hmm. he submits Ed Ruth. Mm-hmm. Love it. You mm-hmm. had a nice Allegiance hat going as well. And now today, dude, you were just a walking billboard. You got the Allegiance punch list 2.0 shirt rocking. Yeah. It's insane, dude. Yeah. You're yeah. waving the flag ever Always. so greatly. Always. Guys, if you want to wave the flag like Dale has on Anna mm-hmm. Florian podcast or how he's wearing it today, or I'm wearing it today. AllegianceClothing.com, type in the code PUNCH, and you're going to get 15% off site-wide. Yeah, for sure. I'm, listen, I'm a billboard, man. I, I, Well, you know I just bought a new truck. I'm going to get a custom plate. I'm getting a custom plate, and I'm, I think I'm going to do punch list for my plate. What do you think? Did, did not know you got a new truck. Um, I don't understand. You got a golf cart a couple weeks ago to get a new truck. Are we getting paid on this podcast? Somebody, somebody, I'm not seeing any of this cash, bro. <laughs> Somebody's getting paid. Somebody's getting, bro. My Dogecoin is just doing it right now, man. <laughs> I heard um, it was dipping, bro. I got, you buy the dip. You buy the dip. You hold the line. <laughs> got to spend money to make money. One on one. Buy bro. the dip. You buy the dip. You can't have paper hands. You buy the dip, bro. No, man. Dogecoin doing well for your boy. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm big in the crypto game, man. I'm serious. I'm all about that crypto life, man. Anything that's off the grid that the government can't touch, that's where your boy thrives. So, uh, you know. Young F- Ben Askren right here. Listen, oh, yeah. the, the FBI listens to everything I say anyway. So they, if they want to be me, they can come and see me, man. I, I haven't got all my money in crypto. Mustachio <laughs> <laughs> right. men with his crypto coin. That's right, bro. That's how I get down, man. That's how I get down the stuff you can't track. All right, man. Let's 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 get into this. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch things up on you. You said, oh, I don't even know why we're gonna do a show because you're gonna have. I already know what you think about everything. You think you know, but you have no idea, man. This is true life. This is MTV, bro. You think you know, but you have no idea. This is the story of UFC 261, headlined by Kamara Usman versus Jorge Masvidal. But here we go. The first fight on the main card: Anthony Lionheart Smith. At 34 and 16, taking on Jimmy Crute at 12 and 1. Dude, I love Anthony Smith's nickname. You know I do anyway. Lionheart, which based off a of Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, which you know is Carlos Condit's freaking favorite Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, which makes me want to bet this fight even more. But again, I can't go on Anik's show and say I want to bet Anthony Smith because Carlos Condit came on our show and said his favorite Jean-Claude Van Damme movie is Lionheart and blah, blah, blah. He doesn't understand that. Their listeners don't understand the context of it. But you know as well as I do, that's like sacrificing a freaking fattened calf to the MMA gods. We had – Anthony Smith is untouchable come Saturday night, plus 170. I love him. I freaking love him. 
Anthony Smith is untouchable as of you know three years ago. Present day Anthony Smith makes me very very nervous. There, Dale. Nah, nah. He's got oh. veneers. Do it. <laughs> he does have veneers. He's got great teeth. Darren Till will not deny that either. Or Connor, um, your boy Connor got some new got a new grill. I gotta get a get. A, I have to get a grill here eventually, but I gotta sell some more Doge for it first. Yeah, I mean, coming off a truck, I'm sure you can get it too. Yeah. Um, Anthony Smith, dude, always uh, relatively small for the division. Um, he's a guy that makes me a little bit nervous. He's one of those guys. You are a big uh, proponent of this theory that is mm-hmm. someone that falls in love with their hands. Okay. He's a guy that works really well off his back. He's always been good in scrambles, good wrestling. Mm-hmm. I like Anthony Smith in mm-hmm. spots, but mm-hmm. I also don't like where some fights pull him. They pull him in deep. Yeah. Jimmy Crute is a guy. Talk about someone that plays to someone else's else's you know game plan that's what jimmy crute does jimmy crute goes against someone like a paul craig what does he do you don't want to get in a grappling affair with the paul craig that's what paul craig does he submits people but jimmy crute goes in and says you know what i'm gonna throw some freaking aces on the table i'm gonna try and submit you and that's what he does to paul craig when he goes up against anyone else he wants to throw hands sam alvey he's like you know what let's just fucking throw bombs smiling sam alvey and what does he do tko's sam alvey he likes to play the game that the other person has the like ace up their sleeve. He just, which makes you think, Jimmy Crew, are you the most well-rounded fighter on the planet? <laughs> I don't know, but he's very, very good in what he does. He is very well-rounded, and the ebb and flow to which we've seen Anthony Smith makes me extremely nervous. Okay, so are you leaning then, Jimmy Crew, or what's the what's your lean here? So give me something to work off of. Where where are you, where are you going? My lean is is more towards Anthony Smith, though, because the one thing that a fighter cannot see is the brain, dude. Mm, okay. And Anthony Smith has got amazing fight IQ when he chooses to use it. And when he chooses to use it against a lesser opponent, mm-hmm. he's one of those guys like you know, another famous quote of you. Gosh, dude, I'm just like freaking quoting you all day long. Dude, when the lights get too bright, Anthony Smith falls down. I think Jimmy Crute is a is a step down for him so i don't think that the bright lights are there i think he's got a better fight iq he is durable i mean he's not going to throw in the towel i'm going to take the plus money on anthony smith yeah i have a dad sneeze coming up here but um <laughs> i'm trying not i'm trying to work my way through it here so i can get through my point i like over one and a half here a lot a lot more than just about anything else here i think anthony smith is going to be very calculated i i Basically, based on the size and the the explosive nature of Jimmy Crute, and I think Anthony Smith is well sized at two hundred five. I know you said he's a little undersized. I think he's well. I think he's well proportioned. Actually, I think he's grown into his body quite a bit there. I think was he six three, two hundred five. I mean, that's 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 a good, that's a big boy. I don't really need him to be much bigger than that. Um, you know, Jimmy Crute though is coming off of a quick knockout, so obviously they're they're, they're leaning into that idea of Jimmy the Brute Crute. I like over one and a half here, though. I think, to your point, Anthony Smith's a little too cerebral for Jimmy Crute. I think Jimmy Crute's going to realize that Anthony Smith has a wealth of weapons at his disposal, and he's going to have to come out and implement a game plan of sorts. We won't know what that game plan is until fight night. I have a ma- I imagine it's going to be probably pretty clinch-heavy. I imagine it's probably going to be a whole lot of dirty boxing. I don't think he wants to stay at range with Anthony, nor do I think he wants to take him down and really engage in a grapple-heavy affair. I think this is going to be largely uh, clinch, dirty box, clinch, dirty box, and just controlling the octagon. I don't necessarily know how well he'll he'll do that. I, I like Anthony Smith at the price I can get him, 
in particular because of the wealth of experience that he has. But I like the over one and a half really more than anything else based on the fact of how smart Anthony Smith is and how durable he is. We've seen him get his ass beat for a prolonged period of time. He's very hard to get out of there. He will just take punishment. There is no – he doesn't have a lot of quit in him. He will just go ahead and take that ass beating. Um, so seven and a half minutes short of being separated from consciousness. I don't see Jimmy Crute getting a submission. I don't see him separating Anthony Smith from consciousness. I like over one and a half. Uh, if you're looking to not play a side, if you are looking to play a side, I like Anthony Smith. Ooh. All right. Oh, you're just keeping it right along. Dude, you, you clicked. You're on it, man. All right. You're <laughs> hey, if producer Jake's not here, dude. Someone's got to step up. Dude. I understand that. I understand. All right, I appreciate your, I appreciate the gumption. All right, Chris Weidman taking on Uriah Hall. Chris Weidman at fifteen and five. Uriah Hall at sixteen and nine. This fight is a rematch, but I don't even necessarily if you can call it a rematch because the first fight happened eons ago. All that to say is that this part of the fact that this is a rematch sort of bled into the why I thought why I initially leaned Chris Weidman on uh you know the show yesterday i know as far as everything i said on the show um one of the only things that really drew the ire of people was the fact that i leaned chris weidman most people that have listened to us for any amount of time know that i am a staunch (laughs) weidman hater i even went so far as to have a conversation with a guy on instagram where i was like i'm telling you right now can't miss tv me on Annex show, I'm going in on Chris Weidman. And then I go on there and I end up picking him. Um, and part of that was just based on the fact that Uriah Hall continues to let me down over and over again. And he makes me nervous. And he's a head case. I understand he's in a new camp. I understand that he looked, he finished Anderson Silva. But Anderson Silva was 143 years old. Anderson Silva can't sneeze without going to sleep. And Uriah Hall at times looked like he was going to lose that fight. And he somehow managed to get the win. Good on him. But he continues to make me nervous. And the fact that this is a rematch of a fight he already lost, which leans into the head case narrative, on top of the fact that, to your point and what I've said a million times, he always comes up a little bit short. I know Chris Weidman can't be within 30 feet of somebody getting knocked out or he'll go to sleep too. I just, I don't know, man. I think Chris Weidman, wrestle-heavy approach, survives an early scare as far as punches are concerned, goes into defensive wrestling mode, wins rounds two and three, 29-28, unanimous decision. Chris, the All-American Weidman. Wow, and you ended with his favorite nickname, the I hate All-American. That. I freaking hate that nickname. I hate it. He doesn't deserve I mean, I don't say he doesn't deserve it, but nobody bestowed that upon him. It's bullshit. There's other people that should be named the All-American. Drew Dober should be the All-American. Yeah, yeah. He should be Captain America. I, I'm. We really need to push that, that he should be Captain America. Yeah, well, I mean, especially with no nickname, it's not a hard transition. For sure, 100%. Uh, here's, here's my issue with Chris Weidman, man. Everything? Everything, yeah. And I, I say that Everything. because he's, he's extremely chinny. Um, we know that. Um, you can say he's got the great all-American wrestling, but Omari Akhmedov showed that wrestling was pretty negated with Omari. Like, he's gotten older. He's gotten slower. He hasn't been as reactionary when it comes to that grappling perspective. He doesn't really know how to, to negate the takedown like he once did. His cardio is not as good. He looks so gassed when he went two rams up against Omari Akhmedov. I just don't think that the – 
the Weidman and the camp that he's surrounding himself with. I know he's been there for eons, but the, you know, I don't think he's getting the, the, the good looks that he needs to get. He left. He who left? Weidman left, left his he's, camp. He's in South Carolina now. He's with you. He's down here, bro. What is he doing down there? He's freaking, he's, um, well, who's he married to? Wonder Boy's sister or something like that. So he's he's Carolina Chris now, bro. He's down here. Oh, shit. Well, now I feel like a moron. That, that's a way better look. Yeah. I love if he's going against Wonder Boy. I think that oh, yeah. unorthodox style, that long reach, that explosion that he has with his jab and outside work, that could be really good for him. Yeah. But Uriah Hall, I I think there's a reason that you know he's he's – He's set where it's almost at a pick him right now. People yeah. don't know where his explosion comes from. I mean, he's one of those guys that you, you don't know what type of your eye haul you're going to get. You're going to get one that comes in super lackluster and you're like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. Or you're going to get a guy who's going to do a spinning back elbow and just knock you out clean. This was a guy that was supposed to be the next Anderson Silva. Never lived up to the hype, but you can't deny the resume that he's had. He's been put against from his birth into the UFC. It's legend after legend after legend. Yes, maybe they're on their tail end of their career, but still, this is another one of those legends on the tail end of his career. This is exactly where he needs to be in the exact right spot. I just don't see Chris Weidman getting this thing done. I think there's a huge step up from Omari Akhmedov all the way up to Uriah Hall. I just, I don't know, man. I just, I look at everybody that Chris Weidman lost to, and it's the people that I believe he should have lost to, right? So I, I am of the of the thinking that Chris Weidman has never been elite. Um, okay. Elite in the grand scheme of things, right? I believe he's one of the greatest fighters on the planet Earth in the grand scheme of things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never bought into the elite nature of Chris Weidman. I've just never I've I've always thought that he was at most a really good fighter. Um, and that was that. And anytime he faced anybody that was actually what I would deem to be an elite level fighter, he came up short. Um Dominic Reyes, Jacques Array, Musasi, Yoel Romero, Luke Rockhold, right? Like those are guys you want to talk about, like Gegard Musasi, just real quick. Gegard Musasi gets no credit. People should realize. I'm serious. People should realize. I understand he didn't like get a title in the UFC and he's he's been in Bellator, but Gegard Mousasi is one of the greatest middleweight fighters that have ever walked the planet Earth. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny that. I totally believe that. I know I'm just saying, like, I just he's just he's so slept on because he's not very marketable, because he's very quiet, soft spoken, doesn't do the media thing, doesn't do the trash talk thing. You don't really have a way to market a guy like that. Doesn't even really seem like he's interested in fighting and then goes out and just kicks the shit out of people, which is funny because Uriah Hall and Gegard Musasi was one of the craziest things that have ever happened in the UFC as far as upsets are concerned. So it's just so weird, the parallels that these guys are bringing into this fight. That being said, I'm going to lean Chris Wyman just because Uriah Hall continues to let me down. I would just say if Uriah Hall won, it would be cool to see it happen. But I just I can't bet him responsibly. I just don't feel right doing it. I feel like it curses him if I bet him. Yeah. No, I don't know. I'm staying away from this fight. But if I'm going to play it, play it, why not play inside the distance? Let's be even safer. Okay. Inside the distance. All right. Let's get, let's get things moving because we're already a half hour 
We're freaking taking forever here. All right. Valentina Shevchenko taking on Jessica Andrade. Valentina Shevchenko at 20 and three. Jessica Andrade at 21 and eight. Trey, who do you like here? What's going to happen? How does this fight play out? Valentina Shevchenko is a minus 410. Andrade plus 310 over and around is a four and a half. I mean, you already kind of know where, I, where I'm going here. Yeah. Um, Jessica Andrade looks great at this weight class, um, but she's going to get out class. Mm. Um, Valentina Shevchenko is just the leagues above her as it relates to striking. Um, you know, when you put someone against Jessica Andrade and if it's purely a striker, you know that she can fare well. When Jessica Andrade fought Caitlin Chukagian, we thought, okay, well, maybe Caitlin Chukagian's boxing is going to be exponentially better than Jessica Andrade. But Jessica Andrade said, fuck that. I'm getting on the inside. I'm going to make this thing dirty. I'm going to rock her. I possess more power. And that's what's going to be the X factor. When you look at Valentina Shevchenko, though, she's crisper. She's got way better footwork. She's got more pop in her jab. And people want to forget, because no one ever is able to get her down, she's a sneaky, sneaky submission specialist. She is so good on the ground. Yeah. So if Jessica Andrade can make this a super dirty Dirty boxing, bloody, brutal affair. Okay, maybe she slips in a weird elbow and clips Valentina, but I think Valentina, in anywhere this fight goes, gets it done. At minus 410, though, what are we talking about? I defer to what you said on the Anakin Florian. You have to play the props within the minus 410. So I'm staying away from this fight. I really don't have anything. It's 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 dog or pass, but, I mean, the dog is not worth laying in the cash on it. Okay. Yeah. Listen again, I think you have to find ways to drive the price down on Valentina. Um, Valentina by decision for a prop under, uh, under four and a half as possible, but I really kind of like the over, I think I, freaking Andrade is so durable, man. She's so durable. I just see her getting jabbed and leg kicked to freaking death for 25 minutes. I really do. Um, I, let me see what the over four and a half is sitting at. Cause I, I think I'm it was not, like plus a hundred. Plus, so if it's a pick of money, I don't even like that. So yeah, I'm taking on, I'm taking Shevchenko by decision, and I'm not even thinking otherwise. Yeah. Shevchenko by decision. I'm just driving the price down on her a little bit. Maybe look at it as a parlay piece. I'm not, I'm not getting cute here. We will not get cute this week. No cuteness. All right, John Wei Lee at 21 and one taking on Rose Nama Yunus. My girl, Red Pill Rose, nine and four. Boy, oh boy, this is a fight that's got everybody in their feelings. Rose included. Jean Weili at a minus 210. Doug Rose at a plus 180 over under on rounds here. Trey is at four and a half. I'll let you go first, bro. What do you think? Uh, this is a tall task for Rose. And I, I don't know. <laughs> what I'm sorry. When did Rose become America's sweetheart? People just love her, man. I don't know. I, I just it happened at a certain point. I I think it started when she had long hair, and then she shaved her head, and everybody's like, "Oh my gosh, Rose shaved her head!" And then it was like, you know, she's always just come across as very nice, very sweet, very cordial to people. I don't know, bro. People like her. They like her a lot. I mean, she's she's very well rounded. Um, I mean, everyone. Everyone knows what Rose does well. Um, she she moves around the cage while she picks her shots. She's got she's really coachable, really good coaching in her corner. Um, Whaley is just gosh, dude, she's just so fast. And when she worked with Joanna Jacek, she played 
that pace the entire time. And I think the the X factor in that fight was she didn't just go backwards and forwards with with uh, Yonah and Jacek. She was able to mix in a little bit of like variability of moving to the left, moving to the right, moving down, kind of doing a lot more feints. I just think that she presents something that's not very blueprint oriented. And I think Rose is just not going to have enough in any of those facets to overcome any of that and exploit any of that. I like I like Whaley in this fight. I think that you know she's stronger. She's going to have the more power behind her punches. If it does get clinch heavy, I don't think Rose is going to be able to get to the ground and exercise her great submissions. I just think everywhere this goes, much like I was just talking about Shevchenko, I just think she's stronger. I think that she's just going to be a little bit a half step faster than Rose in every part. I think the longer the fight goes, the more it plays the Whaley realistically it, the longer this fight's going to go the the more it's going to play to Whaley I think that Rose is a sports car um she goes she she looks very nice and operates very well for short periods of time but she is not a daily driver you cannot push her to the limit for very long or things are going to start to break two rounds two and a half rounds out of Rose that's what you get um, and she's got to look good in doing it. Three rounds, sure. At the end of midway through the third and moving forward, things start to get dicey. You can't get dicey with 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 a girl like Zhang Weili because she is not going to take her foot off the gas. She's going to drive that sports car into the ground. I really think um, to the to the point in the comments, um, guy says if you didn't know Rose plans on getting her back and submitting her, fucking good luck. Good luck. We haven't seen anybody threaten Whaley with submissions. So good luck. You want to get close enough to her to let her get those freaking biceps on you and hold on to you. I, good luck if you're Rose and that's your plan is to somehow get behind that woman and get your, you know, wrap her up and strangle her. I mean, hats off. I love the game plan. We just haven't seen anybody even be remotely close to being successful in that. So if that's your plan, ball out do what you need to do i appreciate it uh you know go for it not necessarily something i'm leaning on though uh, i think zhang Li, and i think by late stoppage man i love her by knockout at a certain point under four and a half seems seems tasty to me uh if rose wants to get that submission obviously it's going to happen inside the distance i really think the, the higher likelihood is zhang gets that tko victory here at some point uh, it might be due accumulation of damage whatever um yeah, I, I don't know, man. I like I like Zhang Weili. I like her inside the distance. That's what I'm going with. Okay. So no no Rose, no Wilting Rose. No Wilting Rose, bro. I like Rose, and I think after her whole better red or better dead than red comment, I thought that was absolutely, you know, just genius. I loved it. Um, but I just, you know, you, you gotta be smart here, right? It's but Dale. What? Did you know? The when it snows, oh gosh, my no. eyes oh. become large and the light. <laughs> I gotta mute you, bro. You can't do, that. baby. <laughs> oh gosh, thoughts and prayers to our headphone users. Um, <laughs> golly, it took me completely off my game. How she doesn't come out to seal just blows my mind. It's a, it's a wasted opportunity for sure. The fact that she doesn't come out to seal is a wasted opportunity for sure. All right. Main event of the evening, Kamara Usman taking on Jorge Masvidal, the rematch. Kamara Usman at 18 and one, Jorge Masvidal at 35 and 14, bro. 35 and 14. 
for your boy, boy Jorge Masvidal. A rematch, bro, in a fight that we probably didn't know that we wanted a rematch for. We really didn't want it. We didn't ask for it. Um, but yet here we are. And I pretty much feel like you can go ahead and watch Usman versus Masvidal 1, throw it in the microwave, reheat it, and serve it up again because that's what we're going to get. Usman, by decision, 50-44 on all cards. Yeah, I'll be as succinct as you. This is. I don't see. I'm going to win this fight, hundred yeah. percent. There's, I, there's nothing. There's nothing you can say because what is Jorge Masvidal? What did he go back to the drawing board and said? Oh, you know what? Yeah. I saw that I can have better cardio than Kamaru Usman. Absolutely not. Like the guy's a freak of nature. Um, oh, I can out wrestle Kamaru Usman. Absolutely not. He's an amazing wrestler. Oh. I believe I can outstrike him. No, what he's been doing with Trevor Whitman and that jab, absolutely not. His striking is way better, I believe, than than I do. And the reason I'm going to say that is because Jorge Masvidal, when you look at his fights, the ones that he decisively won, he was exchanging with other guys like the Darren Tills and stuff like that. But he did have that clip. He had that big moment. And that's where he built his whole title thing on. It wasn't because of a, a truly significant, you know, eight fight winning streak. It was literally a three fight winning streak. One that was done in like in 13 seconds. Another one that was against Nate Diaz. Give me a freaking break. And the other one was Darren Till where he clipped them and that's it in his hometown. So I don't think that there's much against his resume that constitutes a rematch this thing. I know that he's the it guy right now. He's got a personality. It's a big deal from marketability perspective for Masvidal. But Kamara Usman, as a fighter, and as much as I think that his act right now is so comedic or so comical, I think that Kamara Usman is better everywhere. And this is going to be a very boring one-sided victory. I agree. It's one-sided. It's going to be boring. Um, I think I think Masvidal has better striking than Usman. However, I think, so. I, I think that Usman continues to make adjustments and get better. Where I don't believe that Masvidal is capable at this point in his career at getting better. From a cardio perspective, sure, not having a short weight cut, having more time to get in shape. Um, yeah, he'll probably come in with better cardio, but it's still going to be at best equal to Kamara Usman. It's not going to supersede Kamara Usman's cardio. So your best is another person's equal that doesn't fare well for you going forward. So I think that Kamaru is, again, it's the most consistent bet that I think you can make in mixed martial arts outside of George St. Pierre um, by decision. Once George St. Pierre won the title, I think that Kamara Usman by decision, it really just doesn't get any better um, to address something in the chat. Are we concerned about Burns rocking Usman for a second? Yes. I am concerned about that. I am concerned that he rocked him for a second. I am concerned that we had a situation where you have a guy that sustained at one point in time some sort of, you know, I don't want to call it traumatic, but he did. I mean, that, that was a concussion, right? He 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 did get whacked. Um, so with that being said, it's a quick turnaround. 70, what, 71 days, 77 days in between fights after getting a, getting a little bit concussed. Um, yeah, that's a, that's an issue. Uh, yeah. Don't put it past Masvidal to come out there and utilize calf kicks on those thin ass little uh, bird legs of Usman. That's the only thing. That's really the only noticeable defect in his armor is he got those little tiny John Jones legs. Man, them things yeah. are tiny. A couple calf kicks and he's in a he's in a world of hurt. And Jorge Masvidal, if nothing else, is not opposed to coming out and doing like a step side kick to your knee. 
or calf kicking the shit out of you or doing something, you know, he's not opposed to doing something that would generally hurt you. Um, and, you know, have some people go, well, it was kind of dirty. I don't know if that was right. Masvidal does not care about that at all. He wants to get it in. He's going to do everything he can um, to win that fight. And if Usman isn't prepared to be really ugly about it, I don't really see uh, it faring well in his favor. But I, all that to say, Trevor Whitman's going to have him so prepared. Kamar Usman, for as dumb of a character is, gosh, is he a smart fighter. He comes out. He'll protect himself. He'll do what he needs to do. He gets oh, yeah. Masvidal out of there. And dude, like, why why train your legs if you wear jeans? You know what I mean? Do you okay? Let's let's. Do you think Kamar Usman wears jeans? No, to, to cover those legs, absolutely. I think see, you not? you're not flaunting those those little chicken legs. No, way. I th- I think a guy that wears a shirt as little as Kamar Usman probably doesn't wear jeans. I don't think Kamar Usman because every time you, you see Kamar Usman, he doesn't, he doesn't have he doesn't a shirt. Wear pants either. He doesn't wear pants either. Well, I don't know if he wears pants or not, but I'm sure he looks like the type of dude that just wears compression shorts all the time. For sure. All the time. Just hangs brain in compression shorts all the time. So Comfort in style, dude. Comfort in style. All right, let's look at our timestamp. We're at 32 minutes. All right, and we've got... What we've got, how many prelim fights we got? One, two, oh gosh, we've got freaking nine of those. All right, let's take a... Let's do a little intermission here. We've got... Justin Robertson from Ram FC. He wants to come on the show. We're going to talk about Ram. We're going to talk about what they got going on on May 8th. We're going to talk about how Punchlist is getting involved. We're going to talk about what this means for one MMA in South Carolina and just MMA in general and what they're doing because dude, Punchlist is about to go next level here and Ram's bringing it all to life here. So I'm pretty excited about it. Are you excited about it? I'm pumped, dude. New promotions, new fighters. Let's go. Okay, let's let's do that. We got the. Do we have our Ram FC banner? We can run. Well, I will find it. You gonna find it? You find it for me? I think we got rid of it. Did we get rid of it? Yeah, we got rid of it. We rotated it off. Can you make one while we get them in here? And then let's get the three person. Hold on. Oh gosh, there it is. Oh, I'm cut in the middle. Justin, what's going on, man? Let me fix this real quick. You're fine, man. Can let's you guys- get this. Yeah, we can hear you just fine. We can hear you just fine. We got to get a new background going. Trey, are you clicking on stuff or no? No. This is why we need a producer in here. So we don't have producer <laughs> Jake right now. And th- the wheels come off when we don't have him. There we go. Yeah. Let's do it like that. I just want to make Justin as big as possible. On yeah. The screen is what I want to do. <laughs> Dude, people talk about my voice. Listen to the Listen to the dulcet tones on this guy for a while. Justin, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey, man. Fantastic, man. Just getting excited. You know, we're 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 about three weeks out and uh we went by and checked out the venue yesterday and we got our okay. crew in there and things are going good man awesome i'm excited so i know you guys have been doing a little bit of push on social and then i've been seeing some of the fighters have been starting to like post out on social too so sort of walk us through if you will like have we have we established a bout order yet like main event co-main event what does that look like well, man, you know, especially as well as I do, man, when, when you're dealing with, with, with some of these fighters, uh, the card is so fluid. We started out with 17 fights. We're down to 12. I, I think we'll get to that 15 mark. Um, okay. A, a couple of, of fighters, um, you know, drop out or they have family issues or, you know, COVID's still a, a deal. So, um, no, we, we don't really have a card right now just because it's so fluid. We do have a main event. Our, our main event is going to be 
um, Anna Tool, which is a fifth grade school teacher who's uh, fought over 20 times. Oh, uh, she's, yeah, she, she's awesome, dude. I can't wait for you guys to see her. She's out of Charleston um, and she is fighting um, Ashley Pack. Is that right, babe? Ashley Pack? Is that right? No. Kirsten Pack. My bad. Kirsten Pack out of Georgia. And, okay. and she's supposed to be pretty rowdy, too. So this will be pretty big. So. Nice. Yeah, Do they, we're excited but, for that. We, we, I think we have four women fights. We have a super heavyweight fight. Um, a women's super heavyweight fight? Bro, we've got a super heavyweight fight. <laughs> Is it a women's Three, super heavyweight fight, though? Like 300 pound plus, bro. <laughs> Are they women, though? Are they women? <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, no. okay. okay. <laughs> I thought you were saying it was a women's super heavyweight. I was going to be like, yes, this is going to be the greatest event ever. No, um, that's that's awesome. I'm excited, man. That's great. Yeah, yeah what's what's the over and under set on that super heavyweight? Yeah, <laughs> Two really. and a half? <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. So how's the, how are things going as far as availability is concerned, right? So I know tickets are on sale now, right? You can get tickets. Um, is pay-per-view still the plan? Pay-per-view is still the plan. Um, next Tuesday, I'll actually put a link up here for you guys to broadcast on okay. your little banner down there at the bottom um, okay. that you guys can broadcast. Um, we're going to be selling the um, online stream for $25 a ticket. That way, our fans, I, I think our furthest fighters coming from Las Vegas, Nevada, man. So, you know, just giving okay. every opportunity to kind of check out our fight promotion, we're going to jump into um, the, the the biggest. Let me let me just back up. So we, sure. Michael Maletti, Jerry Anderson, and I started this whole thing with the premise of um, bringing bare knuckle boxing to South Carolina, man. And that's our that's that's the biggest thing that we want to get to, man, is the bare knuckle boxing here in South Carolina. So, hmm. um, we're, we're yeah, we're starting out a little slow until we can get the law passed through the legislature because it's only legal in about four states. So, you know, we we definitely couldn't get it through this session, but next session, um, we'll, we'll we'll bring it through. But um, but those are just some things that we're really looking forward to, man, going forward because I think that'll be huge in South Carolina. But uh, absolutely, absolutely. You can just go down on Folly yeah. Beach, man, and see some bare knuckle boxing every Saturday night if you want to, right. man. There's, <laughs> there's all kind of you don't have to worry about that. People are not opposed yeah. to that at all. Um, so, yeah, so, so, that, so that's that's kind of the thing, man. We want to we want to bring some some fights to to South Carolina, uh, especially in the Charleston area. There's not many, there's not many, you know, uh, fights that that happen down here, man, that are sanctioned. So that's that's kind of what we wanted to do with bring a new light here. I got you. So we got a couple celebrity guests coming in. So what we got, Matt Hughes? We got Matt Hughes for sure, man. We'll pick him up on uh, Friday at 430 from the Charleston airport and bring him to okay. our weigh-in slash face-off, which is at Honky Tonk Saloon. And that yep. starts at 5 o'clock. I hope to see you both there, by the way. Um, Honky Tonk Saloon. That's right. That's I, so I'll be there, but I'll be running. So I work. I don't get out of the office till five. So I'll be I'll be driving quick as crap to get there in time. But yeah, we'll, we'll I'll be there for sure. Are weigh-ins uh, open for yeah. for public to come check it out? Yeah, dude, we, we've opened it to the public. So uh, so obviously, man, they're going to do the weigh-ins behind closed curtains and then come out and do the face-off in front of us, kind of like UFC does it, man. They don't actually weigh in, and you know they actually do the weigh-in. You know, behind closed doors, they probably way back in on TV, but it's all you know decided yeah. behind closed doors. But yeah, awesome. 
That'll be awesome. Yep. That'll be. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So, um, like the, the pregame before before the fight. So you'll you'll get a chance to meet all the fighters. Matt Hughes will be there. Right. So, yep. No, it'll it'll be a good time for sure. So, I mean, one. I mean, obviously, we have a little bit more logistics to work out on as far as <laughs> we're concerned. But yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be. We're we're pumped for you, man. You know, and we're trying to pump this thing as much as we can for you guys, and we want to see it take off. I, I love the idea of the of wanting to lean into the bringing bare knuckle boxing to South Carolina. Bare knuckle is where it's at right now. You know, obviously we're geared more towards the MMA, you know, section of it, but it's just because the accessibility to bare knuckle is so limited. As it continues to grow, as it becomes more accessible, it's going to catch on. I mean, it you know, ev- combat sports in general right now are on absolute fire. So I, I think I told Mike the same thing. It's awesome to know that there's already stuff in the works to help that market and help that uh, environment grow here in South Carolina. So, you know, Trey and I are just happy to be along for the ride, man. I mean, this is just where this 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 is great, man, for sure. Absolutely. Well, you know, the biggest thing that we want to do is just bring more fights in general, man. You know, we teamed up with Gamma to be our sanctioning body for this show. Um, yeah. The guys for that, obviously, you know, train and sanction some of the fights for the Olympics. And, and, um, you know, we just wanted to, to bring the fight scene back alive, you know, and especially here in Charleston. And we know we're going to have a Muay Thai bout in July. We're going to have another bout in October and possibly another bout in December, man. So we're just going to keep this thing alive and, and keep our guests, you know, coming back for more. That's the biggest thing, you know, we hope to, you know, Pat Militich hasn't um, committed a hundred percent yet, but we hope to have him out that night too. So people will be able to meet, you know, UFC Hall of Famer Pat Militich. So, you That's know, awesome. those, those are the things that we Yeah. You know. So with that, go go back to the main event real quick. So I know you said Anna's a fifth grade teacher and then Kirsten. Are either one of those women, do you, do you think, have you spoken to either one of them? Or are they trash talkers? Like if we could get them on screen together, do you think they'd be willing to talk a little smack to each other? Oh, well, yeah, absolutely, man. I know Anna, you know, she certainly, you know, works hard and trains hard. I actually um, uh, did a podcast, my podcast here in town. I own a small um, news uh, reporting uh, station on, on Facebook, kind of like what you guys do, but for the news here in Somerville. And I interviewed her, man. She said she'll fight anybody, anytime, anywhere. Nice. And so she's very confident she's going to walk away with the belt on this. This is a title fight, like I said. So we have a belt for that matchup. So I'm excited for it. what what what's was what that 115 pounds, 125 pounds? What is it? I think it's 125. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we yeah. follow her on Instagram. So I'll reach out to her and we'll see if we can't coordinate something together there. And then um, you have to hit me up with Kirsten socials too, so we can try to make something happen. I'd love to get get some sort of promo together of them talking smack to each other. That'd be fantastic. We'll see if we can't work yeah. something out. That'll, that'll yeah, work, I can reach that'll work out well. to her. I can reach out. I can reach out to her. Do you want her on the show? Do you want them both on the show? We'll just. We'll, I'll talk to him and see what works between now and then. Um, we'll just because okay. we're running short on time now because we're talking about the eighth and we're coming up on this weekend will be the twenty third. So we'll have to see what we can get done in the amount of time. Um, but we might be able to at least get something put together from a video component wise. So. Justin, I don't know. I don't know if Dale has has told you this already or not. But if someone does in fact miss weight at the hockey tonk saloon, 
Dale has committed to jumping into that person's spot. <laughs> Super heavyweight, flyweight. My man can cut weight. I've seen him do it before. That <laughs> sweats profusely. I do. <laughs> hey, hey, bring me up some salt, man. Bring me up some salt. I, I know our, uh, we had a fight back in September. It wasn't with Rand. It was with, with another promotion, man. And I tell you what, we're, we're heading to Walmart buying 15-pack uh, – you know, five pound bags of Epsom salt for this guy. Dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Talking, trying to get him to cut weight. And the sanctioning body's just like, oh, I just want to go home. <laughs> They're so tired at this point. He finally weighs in at like two o'clock in the morning. Wow. Bad. wow. No way. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I will. <laughs> I will say this Trey's full of crap, but I also would not be opposed to stepping in too because he's such a he's such a jerk and knows that that's how that's the way I'm wired. So I appreciate you bringing that up, Trey. Uh, we absolutely do not want that to happen. We want we want uh, good health and fortune for all the people that have committed to, to coming on the card on May eighth. So um, all right, Justin. So May eighth, lads and fairgrounds that. Friday, uh, the, the the Friday prior, so May seventh, weigh-ins, honky tonk saloon, five o'clock, um, open to the public, and then you're going to give us a link so we can do pay-per-view and tickets are on sale now. If you want to be in person, correct? Yeah, tickets are on sale right now at www.ram-fc.com. Click on events and uh, purchase your tickets. Tables are available too. Uh, you can reach out to me, Justin Robertson, or at Justin Robertson on Facebook. Um, okay. Also, the stream is going to be available on uh, ram-fc.com too on events. I'll go ahead and put that link on there, but I won't. I won't have it ready until next Tuesday. Perfect. Yeah, which works well for us because that's when we record. So. Um... Awesome, man. That sounds great. Listen, I appreciate you coming on and talking for for a minute, and then we'll try to work something out again um, maybe that week prior to the event um, once everything seems a lot more congealed and we, we've got, you know, it's, it's as definitive as things like this can get, right? Um, once we get things sort of hammered out and you send me the links and we'll promo the crap out of this thing, bro. Yeah, man. I can't wait for you guys to both come in and commentate, man. It's going to be great. Looking forward to it, brother. Looking forward to it. All right, I'll talk to you soon, man. Take care. Cool, man. Thank you, guys. See ya. Yep, see ya. Good people, man. Good people. I'm excited, bro. I'm so excited. I freaking, I freaking love this podcast, man. <laughs> you meet all kinds of cool people. You get all kinds of cool opportunities that come your way. Uh, I, I genuinely believe, man, you just be a good person and say yes to good opportunities and good things happen to you, man. And you know, guys like guys like Justin and Mike, and I can't remember the third guy's name, which kind of makes me seem like a jerk. I just haven't met him yet. Um, but man, they they're good people, so they're going to put on a good show. And uh, I know that you're digging the the whole honky tonk saloon weigh in thing. Don't lie. I know you. I know you're digging that. I gotta see what this what this place looks like. I'm so psyched, bro. You haven't seen the oh man, the the honky tonk is what's up for sure. Oh it's, man, yeah, and it's it's a good time, bro. I'm telling you. You know, it's funny is that you have this vision in your mind of what South Carolina is like, and it's completely wrong. And then we're doing the weigh-ins for this at a place called the Honky Tonk Saloon, which just bleeds into what you think South Carolina is like. And it's just that it's not the case. It's just so. like, just like me with seltzers, bro. Just own it. I just don't, but it's not the way it is. This, it, I don't want to say <laughs> okay. it's like, this isn't like a cosmopolitan area, but it, dude, it is just, it's a normal place. It's a small town America, bro. That's it. Dude, but even that's not that small. Charleston's big. It's big. Come to San Diego, and the bar is called like 
feather, bro, or something. Well, but that's like well, we're not. Yeah, we're not that. So, <laughs> but I will say this: you go to Charleston and you eat at a restaurant. There's not some dude taking a dump right outside either. So there's, <laughs> there is that. There is that. All right, bro. We got so right. we we have a ton of prelims to break down. Do you do you want to run through these or what? How I'm do you want? So wanna... hyped on these prelims, man! I know you are. So here's the thing. Here, spoiler alert: Trey is more excited about the prelims than he is the main card. The dude called me up today on my lunch and was geeked about these prelims. <laughs> he was like, "Dude, I know you were on the, sh- the other show and you kind of you probably don't think you're too big for ours and all this other shit." But listen, I'm telling yeah. you. You're going to be pumped when you hear what I have to say about these prelims. I watched a ton of fights, a ton of footage. I freaking love these fights. You're going to love them too. I can't wait to break them down on the show. He wanted to actually start with the prelims this week, but I told him we had to pump the brakes. And we had to we had to go, you know, we had to do things the way that they were supposed to do, the, the, the nice proper way to get things done. All right, man, you ready? Yeah, ready? This is the moment you've been waiting for. I love it. You've been training your whole week for this. All right, first fight on <laughs> on the prelim card, dude, you got your girl Ariana Carnalosi taking on Non Long. Uh, Long is at fifteen and four. Carnalosi at twelve and two. Trey, I'm going to be honest with you here. Carnalosi at a minus two ten. Long at a plus one eighty. Over on rounds here is at two and a half. Can I be? Can we, are we in the trust tree here? Yeah. I did a lot of research this week. Oh, okay. I did a lot of research this week. Rightly so. It wasn't on either one of these women. Can you carry me like a backpack for this for this fight, please? I can. You know who could also carry you like a backpack? Who's that? Is Carnalosi, dude. Can she? Can she? She'll carry me like a backpack. Okay, go ahead. Keep going. I want to talk about thick, strong chicks. Carnalosi is that. And I believe the minus 210 is strictly based on her muscles. She is freaking on NO Explode 24-7 just busting from the seams, veins going nuts, huge muscle chick, dirty boxing, and the same type of style you'd think from a muscle-bound chick. Up against the cage, clinch heavy, bruiser. <laughs> and I'm going to say this, Na Liang. Na Liang is – N.O. Explode. Where did you <laughs> – you, you tell me you weren't on N.O. Explode at one time in your life. <laughs> You're joking, dude. <laughs> All right, let me get this. Na, Na Lang, this is the problem, though. Na Lang is going to come in a little bit thinner, a little bit more, um, I don't know, finesse-esque looking. Sure. She's the grappler, though. She's an elusive grappler, and that's what she is. She's got a good top game if she can, you know, ground her opponent. Um, she's going to be taller. This five, this five nine chick is going to be towering a solid six and a half inches over Carnalosi. He's only standing at 5'2", but she's a freaking cannonball. I think this is going to be a thing. If Na Lang can get this to the ground and exercise her grappling, great. But the minus 210 is there for a reason. This is going to be a chick that's going to wear you up against the cage, not allow you to exercise any groundwork because she'll hmm. keep it up if she wants it. I think she exercised a little bit better striking too. I'm going to go with Carnalosi. I'm going to go – man, dude, she's a bruiser. And I think uh, with a sub game, I like under two and a half for a women's fight here. I do, I do. Okay. Well, well, Long has, has lost twice via submission, so I don't think that's a bad play. 50% of her losses have come via, via submission. It's interesting who she's lost to, actually, now that I'm looking at her up. Maria Agapova, Juliana Velasquez, and Lilia Shakarova. So she's lost to, she's lost the UFC and Bellator caliber fighters. So I don't hate that. Okay. Not to mention Carnalosi. 
despite being Brazilian, sounds like her like her last name sounds like an Italian dessert. So it's all I need. Yeah. Fat boy, boy says, "Yeah, dessert girl. We'll take that. We'll take dessert girl. I like it. Yeah. I like it. All right, <laughs> Jeff Molina taking on. Oh man, this is a tough one for me. Is it? I think it's Kyleng Ori. I think it's Kyleng. I think that Q. I think that Q is a K. All right, Jeff Molina, and we'll take Ori. Uh, eight and two, 18 and six. A wealth of experience here for Aori, man. I, I pick them fight, dude. I kind of want to lean towards the experience here, but you tell me where you're landing. You're, you're, I'm sorry, you're going with Aori because of the I experience? am. Yes, I am. Yeah, but what is the experience, dude? It's like Jimbaram BFC. Doesn't matter. He had first of all, it's WLF wars, and second of all, it's against all Caucasus Mountain warriors: Kizri Abdulev, Amalon Amarov, Jijori Bushvili, uh, Carlos Eduardo Azveda, Argusveldi Adabayev, Vladislav Doroshenko. Dude, these are all Caucasus Mountain warriors. If this man is hanging tough with all the Caucasus Mountains have to offer, I'm taking Ori, man. That's my lock of the night, bro. Are you are you? I, I, we need to understand the scale of Caucasus Mountain Warriors. Are you going purely off last name and how it sounds, or are you going actually by who they are? I need to know this right now. I feel like I have no idea. I'm talking about geographic location where you originate from. Okay. So if they're born there, they're automatically a Caucasus Mountain Warrior. For sure. I'm a Caucasus Mountain Warrior. Uh, no, you have to go through some shit to be Oh, a you're talking Mountain about being Warrior. born there. Never mind. Okay. So being born there, no, because I was born in Georgia, which is not the Caucasus Mountains. Okay, well, I'm not but, going off but the my experience. People, but my people. But my people are cocky. People, dude. Oh, shit. <laughs> dude, here's the thing. You, you can say experience all day long fighting, you know, Jim Barambi, FC bullshit. WLF, but, but go ahead. Molina has fought the better quality of competition. Dude. Coming off Dana White Contender Series, he trains at Glory MMA, so we know how well Glory MMA is doing right now. Great coaching. He listens while he's in the octagon. He's going to be way more technical. Ori, though, he's a good counterpuncher, but here's what makes me nervous. And I'd be curious to look at his resume and see how his losses have happened over previous years because he's predominantly a counterpuncher. He is one that will take three punches to land one, but he's not going to put you out. Molina is someone who's technical, will move around the cage well, and has been in front of the big boss once or twice before. Dude, I'm going Molina here. I think the big show experience. I know we've got a crowd this time, but Dana White Contender Series versus Jim Barambi FC bullshit. I'm going nah. Molina. Two, a lot, two of or- Aori's losses have come to Kai Car France and Gregory Paparov, which are both high-quality opponents. Here's the thing. My man, Aori, his fight nickname is the Mongolian Murderer. So? Molina? You can't tell me shit. You can't What's tell Molina? me anything. El Jefe. El Jefe. No, El Jefe. Come on. The Mongolian murder. Aori versus Molina is the people's main event. I'm stamping it right now. Aori, lock of the night. Wow, you're going to regret that. Okay, let's go to the next one. (laughs) Are you willing to engage me in a people's main event here? (laughs) You know what? Tell me whether or not you are because I'm going to play the sound if you are. I am. Of course. This this is going to be the people's main event. You're yes. willing. You're willing to co-sign this right yep. now. El Jefe. You I'm sure? I wear a fucking robe when I watch this too. You're good. People's main event. People's main event. Kayling, I worry. Decided. 
it, it has been decided. Fine. That's all I needed. That's all I needed. This is this is the fight I'm most excited about now. Anytime we we can put on a new people's main event. You're going to lose so bad. I'm so excited. All right. Zurong for taking on Rodrigo Vargas. Vargas at 14, or I'm sorry, at 11 and 4, and Rong at 17 and 3. Due to wealth of Chinese fighters on this card, and we talked about this previously, it's because they're trying to bring in the entire market behind Wei Li. I don't even believe that you can use the team domino effect here. But what do you feel here? Do you think Vargas at the plus two fifteen? Are you taking wrong or Zhu wrong or wrong Zhu at uh, minus two fifty five? Over running rounds at one and a half here, man. Inside the distance play, inside the distance play. That's what you like. I think that's what you like. Wrong Zhu, more like wrong who, dude. I don't know any of these guys. So we're just we're bypassing <laughs> this because you don't know who they are. Hey, you didn't know the first one on the on the prelims. I don't know this one. This is my one concession. Here's the thing: is my tone belies the fact that I'm I would be angry about you saying I don't know who these people are. I honestly don't care if you don't know who they are. If you don't know who they are, you shouldn't bet your money. Yes. On it. So just say, hey, I don't know who these guys are. I didn't have time to do the research, and as such, I'm not going to bet on them. And I would go, that's a smart, that's a smart thing to do. You frugal better you, right? I just said wrong who, and it would be the wrong choice mm. if. Man, you're really. I chose to bet this. Your dad, your dad jokes are. I mean, <laughs> you're getting there. You're getting so, there. Do, you, do you want to take this one? I don't at all. I'm not. I'm not touching this fight. I don't. <laughs> I, I'll play inside the distance for fun because Vegas has it set at that. But I don't. I, I will not. I, I'm not going to sit here and. I don't think anybody that listens to our show, whether you're listening to it live <laughs> or an audio after the fact, is going. These freaking guys are passing up Vargas versus Zoo. It's bullshit. I can't believe they would do that. Sat here for 57 minutes and eight seconds just for them to say they don't want to talk about this fight because they can't do the research on these regional fighters. Yeah, bro. I can't. I got time. I don't I've got I got a wife and a bunch of kids and a job. I don't have time. I don't have time. <laughs> now you're saying you don't have time. Huh? Dude, well, I'm time stamping this section for sure. <laughs> All right, deny, deny Batrajal taking on Kevin Natividad. Your boy Natividad, nine and two. Batrajal at eight and two. How do you feel about this fight? I actually th- see now we're getting back into the area of people I know yes. about. Yes, <clears throat> all these little voices I'm doing got my got my 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 vocals. Two podcasts in one week's not good for the boys. The money maker. It's not good for the money maker here, bro. <clears throat> all right. Okay. Now, TV Dad, you know me, man. Me and my Hawaiians, especially Iwa Beach Hawaiians, man. These guys scrap. It means nothing to me. I don't know what that is. It means nothing. <laughs> it means so much. And not even just is he an Iwa Beach Hawaiian, but he's an LFA guy. I love my LFA guys. The problem was he was he was fighting a bunch of freaking five hundreds out of LFA. So while he came in and he is a guy that is explosive, his takedowns are great. He'll get those single legs and lay you on your back super quick and ex- exploit the ground and pound. I mean, he's the man when it comes to that. The problem is he's coming off a crazy knockout. Like he got freaking laid out in his last fight. On the on the flip side here, Dana is Jackson Wink guy, he's got good striking. His uppercut is deadly. And what's much it's much like we talked about on the main card here. I'm nervous about people to come back after a quick knockout loss and how they fare. Um, I think Kevin Antevida is coming back way too quickly. I think that he's outsized here. He's outgunned on the feet. 
Um, if he can get inside and get this to the ground and utilize that ground and pound and that Hawaiian cardio and scrap and make this a dog fight, I like the plus money. But I think that that uppercut is too gnarly. I think his overhand right and Dana is pretty legit. And I think the coachability at Jackson Wink, regardless of what you think, the fighters that have left, it still has a good foundation there. So I, I like Dana. I'm going to fade my Hawaiian for the first time in a long time. That's where I stand. Smart man, smart man, smartest money you're you're talking about tonight. You, I got to break you of this Hawaiian thing, mm-hmm. especially what what is it? Usa Beach? What did you say? Emo Beach? What is Iwa. it? Ewa. What? Ewa. Ewa. E-W-A. 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 Okay. And that means something there. <laughs> no, dude. It's like the city. Oh, okay. I don't know. Bro, I don't know. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but you're like, these Ewa Beach Boys, that doesn't mean anything to me. I don't know what that is. That's like me and Honky Tonk, dude. Okay. Cool. I love it. <laughs> I love that. It's got to make sure. I just want to know. Like, if there's something where you're like, hey you know, realistically speaking, like it's a rough part of Hawaii or something like that. And there's a bunch of like great fighters that come out of there. Then I'm like, Oh, okay. makes sense. I just, you said that. And I felt like I should know what I don't know. So that's why I was bringing it up. So I wasn't trying to make you, I wasn't trying to make you in your feelings about it. All right. Um, I like batter gel as well. Minus Minus one eighty. It's a good price on them. Uh, I don't like, I like this fight inside the distance too. Um, okay. Let's see here. What do you got, bro? What else you got? Oh, it's just oh man. See, we might we might I know, have. I know. Uh, I, know. This, I thought about it when you hit the horn. I was like, yeah. Then we're man. gonna come to this fight, and this right. could be the people's main event. Right. Tristan Connolly at fourteen and six, taking on Pat Sabatini at thirteen mm-hmm. and three. Mm-hmm. My boy Sabatini out of PA, bro. It's hard for me to go against the PA boy. You know how it is. No, I have no. I just. I'm, that's not me at all. Um, <laughs> Your people. <laughs> my people. My people. Sammy Sosa, baby. Um, I was actually – the only reason why I did the Sammy Sosa is because I was talking about Sammy Sosa at work today. Because if you didn't know, I'll let you know. You know Sammy Sosa was not yeah. white white before, but now Sammy Sosa is very white. Uh, and we were talking about that. Oh, Sammy Sosa is translucent for sure. He's just like a Michael Jackson type thing? Oh, no. He's whiter. No. Sammy Sosa is whiter than you. Like he he did that or like it just happened. yeah oh yeah he bleached the skin so Sammy Sosa's so white um he's like those fish that you used to be able to buy like at Walmart that are like you can see their organs on the inside that's how white Sammy Sosa is now no way bro what do you do you you want me to pull up a picture of Sammy Sosa gosh dude this would make the podcast even weirder than this one's already been but sure do you want me to pull up a white Sammy Sosa break this fight down while I pull up white Sammy Sosa all right. Pat Sabatini, black belt jiu-jitsu. Um, he's one of those jiu-jitsu guys that I really like too. Uh, he's really dynamic on the ground. He can put up really slick submissions, but he's got really good top pressure. And he's just he's a ripped dude as well. He's he's so strong. And when he gets in, gets in, he'll either try and punch from a distance and try and lay you out, or he will quickly close that gap and get you on the ground. So you're not really going to get away from him. Um, he's able to use this really heavy right from distance, which I really like. Uh, Tristan Connolly, you know, people forget if you don't remember, this is the dude that really put like the red mark on uh, Michelle Pereira. Um, this was the guy that was supposed to be just like fed to the wolves of Michelle Pereira, the circus animal freak that does backflips and really make a name for him. Came in, out grappled the guy, gassed Michelle Pereira, ended up winning the fight. He's a 10th planet uh, jiu-jitsu guy too, so he's really good on the ground. I think people are talking about this as being a great event because Tristan Connolly is really durable. Pat Sabatini hits like a freaking truck, and he's really strong. They're both amazing on the ground. And 
regardless of what you think with Tristan Connolly, what, what he looked like from a physique perspective when he came in against Michelle Pereira, anyone's going to make when you stand next to Michelle Pereira look like fat as shit. Here's the thing. Tristan Connolly is getting older. He's like 36 years old. Pat Sabatini's young, youthful. He's in his element. I like Pat Sabatini in this fight. Um, the one thing I'm also like making this just even crazier though, Tristan Connolly's dropping due to 145 for this fight. So how is he going to deal with that cut? Is his cardio going to be as good as it's been previously? Regardless, this is going to be a grappler's wet dream mixed with just explosion on the feet. Notice how I said wet dream and explosion. I did. I did notice how you said that. Did you see white Sammy Sosa? That's not him, dude. That is Sammy Sosa. That's a meme. That's not. That's not a meme. That's Sammy Sosa, bro. That's what he looks like now. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Okay. Yes, it is. My screen. I don't believe that. You don't believe it. You don't. You don't want to. You don't. You don't like the truth staring at you. That's not him. That is him, bro. That is. That is. That is. That is Sammy Sosa now. That's what we've got going on. I don't. 2021 has fucked me up enough. I don't need to see that. <laughs> I like Sabatini by knockout. All right, Brendan Allen <laughs> taking on Carl Roberson. Brendan Allen at 15 and four. Carl Roberson at nine and three. Carl Roberson lets me down time and time again, bro. Brendan Allen, on the other hand, fights the way I like my fighters to fight. Yeah, good cardio. He's got good wrestling. He's not afraid to get gritty. I like Brendan Allen in this fight. I think he breaks Carl Roberson somewhere around the second round with just a absolutely dominating wrestling performance. Brendan Allen, second round is what I like. I don't like the knockout play. I like oh. Brendan Allen by sub. I Okay, sorry. I think Brendan Allen gets the finish in the second round. He, okay. He's going to mentally break Carl Roberson. Whether he knocks him out or not, I don't know. But he will break Carl Roberson. He will On break the plays him. we like slide that we'll be putting out off – after weigh-ins, um, I'm definitely doing Brendan Allen by sub. The blueprint has been out there for years on Carl Roberson. The mm-hmm. guy has zero ground game. He's a kickboxer at heart. Um, I mean, literally, he doesn't have the – I mean, if you were to look at fighters that literally are missing the piece of the puzzle, Carl Roberson has that in negating the takedown and getting sub pretty easily. Brendan Allen's got a good sub game. He's got good boxing. He's able to move around pretty well. I, I think it's weird that this fight is set at one and a half. Um, I like the over one and a half because I think Carl Roberson's at least going to have tried to negate the takedown, but I like Brennan Allen over one and a half. I like him by sub, put it in the books. Boom. Yeah. I mean, again, I think that they, I think it's a juicy price on Brennan Allen really at a minus one, one, minus one forty six, minus one fifty, wherever it ends up being. I really think that that's a juicy price on him. I don't think this fight is going to be too terribly competitive. Stylistically, if, sty- if if we want to buy into the logic of styles making fights, I don't think this fight's very competitive. Uh, Brendan Allen should have a fairly easy time with Carl Roberson. Yep. 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 <laughs> uh, I love sometimes you'd like, you like you dig your heels in, and then other times you're just like, nah, dude, we're done here. All right. Dwight Grant <laughs> versus Stefan Sukalik. Uh, Dwight Grant at 10 and 3, Stefan Sukalik at 12 and 3. Am, am I mistaken here? Did um did we I think did we lose some fights for this card? Yeah, um we lost uh, the Munoz fight, which was a bummer. Okay, so we had Munoz versus what was it, Jamie Simmons? Uh-huh. Yeah. What about Randy Brown, Alex Oliveira? Was that supposed to be on here too? 
That's yeah, that's still there. That's the okay. That's I'm the just okay. I see it here now. I'm sorry. Yep, I got you. All right, so let's keep moving. Dwight Grant, Stefan Sulukic, uh, 12 and 3, 10 and 3. How do you feel about Dwight Grant? Dwight Grant, I feel like, continues to let me down each and every time I see him fight. He's so slow, like, he just doesn't seem to ever like really get it, like, get going. I know he had that split decision win over Alan Joban, but he lost to Zach Otto in a split decision that I thought should have been unanimous and then obviously got knocked out by Danny Rodriguez. Do you think that he can get it done here against a guy like Stefan Sulikic? Well, yeah. Sulev- Dude, how do you say this guy's name? Stefan Sulevic? I'm going to say Stefan. Just let it roll. You got it. <laughs> Stefan hasn't fought since 2018. Um, he's a guy that trains with Dusko Todorovic, who you notoriously said, man, I am hyping you. You better be like proud peacocking, dude. I feel like all I do is just copy your shit now. I'm copying your homework. I, I love – listen, it, to me it's flattering that you listen to me the way that you do because I listen to me and I'm like, what the – what are you talking about? And then you're like, you said and you recite it word for word. So, yeah, I, I, I appreciate that very much. Well, this, was, this was from like eight episodes ago, but you talked about Dusko Todorovic and the way that the guy keeps his hands down, keeps his head high. That's Stefan's main training partner, and we've kind of seen him deploy the same type of technique. Keeps his hands low, walks forward – Dwight Grant's got a solid left. Uh, you're right. He has disappointed us in the past. He spent seven years at AKA. He has 10 wins, seven knockouts, but he was always a little bit slower. And I think that's the looks he was getting at AKA. I love AKA, but it's a big wrestling base there. He's since then, this past year, moved to Alliance here in San Diego. So he's getting the Jeremy Stevens. He's getting the quick pops and the Dominic Cruises. I think he's going to come in with a little bit more energy and a little bit more pizzazz. Hmm. Um, I don't think that, uh, I think Dwight, uh, Dwight Grant gets this thing done. Um, I, I can see it be done by knockout. I think, you know, Stefan leaves himself way too open. I love it. Dwight Grant minus 220, a little bit steep, a little bit of juice on that, but, uh, KO. I like that. I like that. The body snatcher catch himself another body. All right, man. Randy Brown, Alex Oliveira. This is one that pro- people will probably be like, oh, this is the people's main event, right? Alex Oliveira. People yeah. love Alex Oliveira. He's always in entertaining fights. Um, and he's taking on you know, Randy Brown here. My concern, Randy Brown at a minus 150, Alex Oliveira at a plus 130. I am concerned about the veteran savvy of Alex Oliveira. When they announced this fight initially, I was like, oh, it's a good fight for Randy Brown if he can strike with Alex Oliveira. But Alex Oliveira decides sometimes that he wants to fight like a veteran where he doesn't engage in a firefight. He wants to press you up against the cage. He wants to try to get takedowns. He wants to lay on you. He wants to beat you up with elbows, grind you into the mat. Every once in a while, he'll fight really smart like that. Um, that's how he's going to have to beat Randy Brown. He can't stand there at distance in exchange with Randy Brown. Randy Brown will sleep him. But... Um, I, I don't know, man. I maybe leaning on the veteran savvy of Alex Oliveira, you could do worse here. What do you think? Well, I think Randy Brown isn't going to stand there and engage because he doesn't like to. He's huh. a guy that likes to kind of lay lay on his back and play off his back a little bit. I think that, especially coming off a KO loss to Vicente Luque, dude, I think he's going to be a little bit freaking hesitant to get in there. Um, Alex has got good wrestling, but Randy Brown's been training with your boy, Gregor Gillespie. So we know his wrestling's evolved. Um, Alex Oliveira, you know, the thing that always bugs me about him is he's one of those guys that dances to the cage, has that stupid fucking smile when he walks in and he (laughs) does not perform. 
He looks all loose. I, I'm the biggest proponent of when I see a fighter look loose and like mellow, but focused, I'm like, okay, good. I don't like to see someone timid. If I see someone sing their walkout song, immediately fading that person. If I see someone dancing like a fucking moron, immediately fade that person. I think that Randy Brown, if he comes in, does his game plan, I think that Alex Oliveira is going to have a tough plan against him. He's strong. He can be in your face and he can work off his back and he's going to have good looks as it relates to wrestling. Randy Brown, I like it. So you're taking Randy Brown. I'm taking Randy Brown. I actually think I would take him now. I could see this getting closer to a pickup. Okay. Um, get him at minus 156 because it's going to get closer to the minus 110 range and that's where it's going to be. Eh. Boom. I like it, man. I like it. minus 10, 110. That's a lot of money coming in on a fight like that. I like your style, though, man. I like the I like the way that you think. All right, let's run through these from top to bottom. We'll put a bow on this bad boy. What do you think? Let's do it. All right, boom. All right, so Carnalosi versus Long. Uh, Carnalosi. I'm with you. Molina versus Aori. Uh, Molina. That's your damn right. It's a people's main event. You better say it with some bass in it. I, I think you're going to say El Jefe. El Jefe versus the Mongolian murderer. Yes. All right, well, I'm going the Mongolian murderer. Vargas versus Wrong. Uh, wrong. Yep, I'll go there. Batajal versus Natividad. Batajal. Yeah, I got you there. Connolly versus Sabatini. Sabatini. I'm going Sabatini as well. Brendan Allen, Carl Roberson. Brendan Allen by sub. I'm with you there. Dwight Grant versus Stefan Sukulik. Dwight Grant by KO. I like I like Dwight Grant as well. Randy Brown versus Alex Oliveira. Randy Brown. Mm, I'm going to go. Over two and a half. I'm going to go Alex Oliveira, but I'm not sold on it yet. I, that is subject to change. Anthony Smith versus Jimmy Crute. Anthony Smith. I like Anthony Smith. I like the over one and a half. Chris Weidman, Uriah Hall. Oh, I'm going to take Uriah Hall. Oh, I'm going to take Chris Weidman, but I hate every bit of it. Valentina Shevchenko versus Jessica Andrade. Uh, Shevchenko. I'll take Shevchenko by decision. Zhang Weili versus Rose Namajunas. Zhang Weili. Tell me how. Okay, let's do this. Tell me how Valentina Shevchenko. Give me, give me a method of victory here. Valentina Shevchenko. Yeah, the vet for the Shevchenko fight. All three of these title fights. I want you to tell me how you think they're going to end. Okay. Uh, I honestly, uh, I see Valentina by by KO. What round? Um, three. Zhang Weili versus Rose Namajunas. Uh, Zhang Wei Li um, by KO too. What um, round? I'm going to say round four. Dude, that's what I said. All right, Kamara Usman versus Jorge Masvidal. Usman by decision. Usman by decision. All right, man, that wraps it up. Listen, if you guys don't already do so, follow us on all social media channels at Punchlist MMA. Oh, I got to do a beer money giveaway. Wait, I got to do a beer money giveaway. Cue the pirate music, sir. I don't have hold on. I don't let me make sure there's no last second entries here. Give me one second. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. So what I don't like though, right? Um do you like this? I like that. Yeah. It's weird that you put a seltzer in there, but yeah, I, I do like that. Oh, dude. Wasn't a seltzer. Okay. What was margarita it? Margarita in a can. Ah, margarita in a can. I like that. All right. So it's Taco let, Tuesday here in San Diego. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, so the sound needs to be. So here's the problem that I ran into last time is I could not remember. I couldn't find the the pirate music. 
I couldn't remember. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Dramatic music. I think we'll go with dramatic music. All right. And then let's see. We'll do a 10 second spin. Okay. We're doing really, I mean, people that are missing out on this last second giveaway, you're really <laughs> missing out because there's only a handful of names here. So somebody I know personally is going to win beer money here. Um, let me make sure that <laughs> this, the, this episode 100% proves why we need producer Jake here. Too. Yeah. This, this whole thing's falling <laughs> apart here. The whole thing's falling apart. All right. So we're going to share the screen. I'm going to share my screen. It's all right, man. This is why we need producer Jake. His job is secure. Honestly, what we should do is see if there's anybody that wants to fill in whenever Jake can't do it. And then we like get Jake to fight for his job. Dude, I like that a lot. I like it. You got to make him feel like he's replaceable. Yeah, because right now I feel like he's like more important than we are. (laughs) He literally is showing how how integral to the the setup he really is. All right, here. So let's get... All right, bum, bum, bum. all right. So we need to do this. All right, ready? When do we get clown colors on the wheel? I literally just had to make this wheel right now, dude. It's I don't. I didn't have to, there's like there's ten names God on it. There's it dude. Freaking, we need the, producer Jay. We this need producer like Jay. Fire music. All right. All right, man. How fitting. A guy who loves beer just won beer money. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, listen, it's easy. Is the easiest giveaway we've ever had to win. There's only ten people on there, so freaking hats off to you. A guy who loves beer. Congratulations on your beer money win. Hit us up on social media. We'll be happy to send you some beer money via Venmo or Cash App. Um, and it will be coming Venmo or Cash App. I'm not paying you a Dogecoin. I don't want to be that thing that shows up on the news one day. We're like, oh god, one ten dollars on a podcast is actually worth four million. We're not doing that. You're going to get 10 US dollars like a damn American. That's what you get. You're getting your beer money that way. All right, bro. You got anything else for the people? I do not. All right. Sounds good. This episode completely went off the rails in the second (laughs) half. We were good the first half. Second half was was a nightmare. All right. Shout out to everybody. If you haven't already done so, please follow us on all social media channels at Punchless MMA. Thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for tuning in the live stream. If you just listen to the show, think about tuning in the live stream. If you just watch the live stream, think about downloading the show. Uh, leave us a, re- a review on iTunes. The best way to support the show is to support the show sponsor. Shout out to Stay Classy Meats and Allegis Clothing. Go to allegisclothing.com. Use promo code PUNCH. Save 10, 15% on the entire thing. Go to Stay Classy Meats. Use promo code FIST. Save 10% on the entire thing. Shout out to Oak Road Brewery because they keep me hydrated. And shout out to ram-fc.com because they're going to let us commentate one of their events. And we'll do a better job there than we've done on here tonight. So shout out to you guys. Be good to each other, and we'll see everybody this week. Bang, bang. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park